have a sneaking suspicion that today's episode is going to be one of the all-time favorites for my vast listening population. But it's not going to be because of me. It's because of my interviewee, the wonderful, talented, beautiful Lauren Bracken, also known as my daughter. The reason I wanted to have her on the podcast is because she and I always have these great, thoughtful, wonderful conversations, and uh, I just enjoy talking with her so much, and I thought it would be wonderful to have her on the podcast, and we could talk about what it was like growing up in our family. I think you'll see that she faced some challenges based on the fact that I was a youth pastor, and and I I knew that was going to be an issue for her growing up and um, she handled it extremely well but still had some issues to face and so I thought it'd be interesting to talk to her about that and about other things in fact the conversation would have been even better but I kept recording things and then she kept saying you're taking that out (laughs) but that's all right it's still very good conversation I know you're going to enjoy it so let's jump right in hey Lauren hello I'm a little nervous about what you might uh, say here in this little <laughs> interview, but I think it's going to be great. All right, cool. So, uh, thanks for being here. Tell everybody kind of a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, thank you for having me. First of all, my name is Lauren. I am 28 years old. I live in Sandy Springs, Georgia, which is a little bit outside of Atlanta. I have lived there for about two years now. Um, I currently work as a supervisor at Inspire Brands. So basically working with facilities and event management. Uh, We are a restaurant company that owns Dunkin', Jimmy John's, Sonic, Buffalo Wild Wings, Arby's. I think I got them all there. Yeah. Um, So I've been there for about five years, really love it. And besides work, you'll just, you know, catch me always trying new restaurants, hanging Mm -hmm. out with family and friends. Always trying to cook a new recipe, um, but really just hanging out, enjoying life. And trying new restaurants and cooking new things is like one of the ways that you and I are complete opposites. Complete opposites, yes. (laughs) I have mom for that, though. Exactly. (laughs) So I thought I'd just ask you some questions about our family, about like growing up in our family, what it was like, and maybe some things that you um, enjoyed and maybe not enjoyed so much. So, um, so thinking back over your life in the Bracken family, Mm -hmm. what were some of your favorite memories? Oh gosh, that's a big question. Favorite memories. Um, I guess what first comes to mind, which a lot of people might say is vacations, Mm -hmm. trips. I mean, anytime we went on a trip, just the car rides, I remember, were, mm-hmm. well, they were chaotic, yeah, but it's still fun, though. You have that good memory of, it's kind of fun to fight sometimes, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you kind of enjoy it because you know it's safe. You know yeah, you're not that's gonna, a good point. You're not going to go to jail for fighting with your brother, <laughs> punching him in, in the arm. Um, so just fun stuff like that, you know, riding on our whiteboard helped me in the past. <laughs> Help us, which I'm glad no one took that seriously. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, You know, playing that game, we created a game, Do You Know a Girl or whatever that was called. And we would, that was fun. Yeah, I think it was. How did that go? So we would, you would say, Do you know? Well, first, you would have someone in mind, a girl or a boy that you know. And it could be from anywhere in our lifetime, as long as as everybody knows who that person is. Yes, correct. Okay. 
So then whoever is the person thinking of the person, they yeah. would say, do you know a girl? Yeah. We could only respond in yes or no questions. And or you we, could only and ask we would go around, take turns asking. You yes. could ask a question and the person would say yes or no. But that's yeah. it. That's right. That so was fun. So do you know a girl? Yes. Um, does she have blonde hair? Yes. You know, so yeah, does she yeah. have kids? Is she older than me? Uh-huh. So I don't, I mean, it sounds like a very simple game, but we would play that oh, yeah. for hours. And, and that then I remember time. we started doing like difficulty levels. Yeah. You could say, I want medium. a hardwood, a medium, <laughs> or an easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I actually, I think I've introduced that to my friends if I'm okay. in a, a car trip yeah. and they're like, at first they're like, what? Like, yeah, what yeah. is that? Thing? Right. But then I, every single time without fail, they enjoy it. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a blast. <laughs> it's just a fun game. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, just, you know, trips. I mean, just always spending time with the fam. I think not everyone can say that that's a fun thing yeah. to do. So I think I'm very blessed in that, that I have memories of just being with you guys. Yeah. And no matter where we were, we were just having a fun time. Right. So, right. yeah, I'm just, you know, going to the beach, going to camping trips, going to um, your college alumni weekends for some mm -hmm. reason stick out to me. <laughs> Maybe just because I felt like, oh, this is cool. This is something that's part of my parents yeah. past it's where they met yeah yeah specifically with you going on our saturday what was it garage sale uh -huh. garage sale saturdays yeah <laughs> so you wake up go get that delicious hardy's oh, five star you're making me hungry right <laughs> now oh can't say that i have always loved our hardy's <laughs> as i've gotten older but i know you have so oh yeah that's, i've never that's stopped good. you stay consistent with it exactly um and then we go you know find the random garage sale i'd buy some crappy little <laughs> 50 cent thing that i thought was beautiful yeah and just hoarding oh yeah all the stuff at our house. <laughs> so that was great um and then yeah i mean i do remember the youth group always being over okay you were a youth pastor so yep. I think there was a good stint of time that the youth group would come over to our house for what was it called hang time yeah hang like time that. that's right wednesday night wednesday night oh yeah and you know i always loved being around the older kids felt like i was a part of something big with yeah. all these 16 year olds running around playing <laughs> basketball i thought i was famous hanging yeah. out with them so that was always fun and then yeah. i would get excited for thursday morning time with mom i think we would go get our bagels and coffee mm -hmm. so you know had different things with both of you guys that yeah. i looked forward to but yeah really just you get excited about the small things when you're a kid oh yeah so. you know a big part of your life has been spending a lot of time with mom's side of the family mm -hmm. you know then you yeah. have cousins that are your age yes. and growing up you guys just with the whole week that we were there y'all were just together you know spending yeah. the night with each other and making up things to do and games and shooting videos or whatever oh yeah i have plenty of videos that i'm sure most of them would not like to have resurfaced but uh yeah just a lot of fond memories in north carolina and i think almost every time i would hide in the bathroom so uh -huh. i didn't have to leave yeah um but yeah really anything family oriented seemed to just I always had a blast which I yeah. think is really you know exciting that that I'm able to say that, that yeah. I just have such a great family um and they were friends too right so it wasn't just right. oh those are my cousins it was like my best friends yeah. growing up yeah so that's true I wonder um 
you know, thinking about mom's side of the family, especially how, you know, she's the youngest of seven. Mm -hmm. So it's a huge family. There's, you know, how many cousins are there now? There's like, Oh, I, oof. I mean, I have, is it, I have 17. So there's, there's 18, 18 grandchildren, 18 grandchildren. But I think there's like 22 great grandchildren. And then now. 22 great grandchildren. I just made that number up. I have no idea. If that's yeah. That correct. sounds great. Who cares? <laughs> Either way. It's a lot. It is a and lot. And then compared to your side, which has yeah. zero cousins. <laughs> right. Right. It's just my mom, my sister, yeah. and my brother-in-law. Which it's is totally great too. Different it's experience. just a different experience. It is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's like when we go, when we go to North Carolina, it's all about just being there with the family, with mom's side right. of the family. When we go to see my family, it's like more about doing stuff, like going to the beach them. or yeah. going to like an amusement park or mm -hmm. that's true. But yeah. I've enjoyed both. I think it's just a different vibe, you know, yeah. depending on um, which family we're going to see. But yeah, that's also a great memory that you bring up is just going to Florida because yeah. The beaches and, you know, just Mike and Kim showing us around the town that they lived in. It's, mm -hmm. That was always exciting. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I want to take a break here and tell a story about the probably one of the top two or three, maybe even the top moment in my life was when you were born. And... Um, so, well, of course, the birth and all that. I mean, your first child, I mean, that just is mm -hmm. amazing and, and all that. But, and you've heard me tell this story before, <laughs> but, you know, it was, it was you were just, uh, you know, a couple weeks old and um, I was sitting at home with you and I think I was kind of giving mom a break. She was gone somewhere and you and I were just hanging out and you used to have these little gas pains in your stomach when you were little and you're your stomach would be kind of gargling and mm -hmm. it was, it was hurting you. You'd be crying and it always helped if I took my big hand and just put it right on your stomach, you mm -hmm. know, cause then you could get a little relief, I guess, from the heat. <laughs> and, um, so I had you sitting in my lap and, you know, I was trying to talk to you and tell you it's going to be okay. And I put my hand on your belly and when, and it was like this moment where I was having with you that was so like special and tender. And, you know, I was just telling you all this stuff, like Lauren, you're my, you know, you're my daughter and I love you and I'm, I'm always going to love you. And no matter what you do, you're going to be my special daughter, you know? And I was just like expressing all this stuff, just kind of bubbling over with emotion, you know? And, uh, and it was really powerful because it was, it was the first time that I had kind of experienced that sense of really true unconditional love. Mm. Like, cause there was nothing at that moment you could give to me or, you know, I mean, you literally could do nothing. You couldn't even look at me. I mean, you didn't, <laughs> you know, it, when you're a baby, you can't even focus for a while. And so, you know, seeing you um, there and expressing that to you just was a really powerful moment for me. It made me think about kind of the relationship that I'd always understood between God and people. And that was a very powerful moment for me as well mm -hmm. to think about, you know, a heavenly father who loves me like that. It helped me think about maybe how my parents, you know, probably felt in some ways similar, you mm -hmm. know, that their love for me and it was just really, really powerful. And so, um, you know, it's been, Aww. that's been, you know, really cool. And I'm, I'm glad I had you. Oh, thank you. Um, 
That was really sweet. So back to our family, what were some things that you learned from our family that have stayed with you into adulthood? Mm, That's a great question. The first thing that comes to mind is definitely communication. So I think- What do you mean by that? I think our family's just always naturally been pretty expressive. Mm -hmm. Um, That might come from mom a little bit more than you. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, once you, you know, are engaged in a conversation, Mm -hmm. you definitely are open with your emotions. Like you're very honest, I would say. So the combination of, you know, mom just being naturally expressive and then Mm -hmm. I think you just being an honest, genuine person Mm -hmm. um, kind of really set up a good tone for Daniel and I to just really express ourselves. And I think our personalities as well have that naturally. Um, But we were never really shut down for, you know, like just being expressive. We Mm -hmm. were allowed to just say how we feel, obviously, if we you know, back talked, there's going to be some, you know, reprimand uh, or you're going to reprimand us. But in general, we were allowed to just say how we feel um, and you guys will listen to us. And Mm -hmm. I think that has really stuck with me. And I kind of expect that, you know, out of my friendships or Mm -hmm. relationships or just people, any kind of relationship that I have, I kind of expect and hope for, you know, that open back and forth communication. So I think that's definitely stuck with me. Yeah. Um, from childhood. What What's interesting about that is that's, I mean, that's mostly your mom because <laughs> when, you know, when you were really little and you would be, you know, expressing yourself, uh, mm-hmm. you know, crying about something or whatever, my instinct was to be like, tell you to stop crying or stop, you know, yeah. this or to shut you down. Yeah. But mom was real good about saying, you know, it's okay to let her express herself. She needs to express herself. Mm-hmm. And if she is able to express herself like that, she's going to feel more free to continue to to be able to talk to us. And that's what we want. We want yeah. her to be able to share, you know, and that was a good shift in thinking for me because, you know, uh-huh. I don't know where I got it from, but, you know, I was, I was more of that mindset of stop, you know, we don't want her to back talk. We don't want her yeah. to, you know, express negatively towards us. We want her to, you know, and so, you know, hopefully I didn't, you know, I was able to change that and you felt that for me, you know, did, well, did you ever feel that like growing up? Did you feel that uh, for me, like that I was trying to shut you off? Not shut me off, but I can, when you say that, I can kind of remember you were a little more strict for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, Harder to remember that now just because of the relationship we have as I'm an adult now. It's yeah. definitely changed a lot. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there definitely were times growing up that you were more strict, but not necessarily. I never felt like I wasn't, I couldn't talk. Yeah. Like, I didn't feel like I was going to get in trouble for saying how I felt about anything. Okay. Um, but, that, yeah, it's I It's really I think, funny because, I, I mean, I remember times when you would be really mad about something and I would make you go to your room and you know you couldn't talk until you could calm down or something like that yeah and I just think about like at the time I was like you know wrestling with well how much do I let her express Mm -hmm. versus how much you know is, is it disrespectful and and 
and we're not going to make any progress right now. You know what I'm saying? Like those are the kind of the issues you're weighing as a parent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think it was important for me to calm down mm -hmm. and I'm sure there were times that, I mean, as you can see from my diaries that I kept as a nine year old, <laughs> yes, I was definitely, awesome. I was definitely angry that they hate me. They won't let me yeah. say how I feel. They don't care about how I feel, but yeah. you know, a lot of that is, is angst just yeah. growing up, but I don't think it was ever to a point where I didn't feel safe or I didn't feel like eventually they're going to listen. Like I always thought like, mm -hmm. okay, like he's putting me in my room right now, but as soon as I get out, like yeah. they're going to listen to me. Yeah. Like yeah. I kind of felt that entitlement okay. maybe yeah. a little bit. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it still helped me to calm down. And I think you guys did the best you could, obviously, you know, yeah. to try and find that balance of, mm -hmm. Yeah, we can't let her just, you know, be a brat right. and say whatever she wants, but also don't shut her down. So I, I think y'all actually, you know, you did a good job of that. Okay. And yeah, so yeah. I don't have too many complaints. Well, that's good. I mean, there, there was a, you probably don't remember this, you were too young, but there was a time when you, you weren't easy to travel with for a while there. Yeah, I've, I've heard stories. <laughs> you, you just didn't like to be, you know, in that freaking car seat for yeah. 10 hours. You know, we're driving down to Florida and it's, I mean, that, you know, of course, not, not many kids can handle that except Daniel. He just sleeps the whole time. <laughs> but, it was probably um, anxiety or something. Well, you know, you would you'd just be getting anxious and tired and you didn't want to be stuck there and, and you would, you know, just cry and, we, we would try a few things and we just couldn't get you to stop crying. I remember one time being so frustrated because I felt like you were old enough to, to get, you know, calm yourself down oh my goodness. and not crying. I, and I was just like, Lauren, you have got to stop crying. You can do this. And I was trying to talk you through it. Yeah. But you were, I mean, you were, you know, past that, you know, <laughs> you were like not able to, to, you know, manage your, yourself at that point. Mm -hmm. And I just remember getting so mad and thinking, you have got to stop crying, you know, like yeah. getting mad at you, you know, yeah. for being a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> and I just remember, you know, pulling off. I was like, I've got to stop. So I, I pulled off at the gas station and I got out and went in, used the bathroom and got a drink and you know, kind of got calmed down so I could like yeah. not yell at you for being a kid. You yeah. <laughs> but do you remember that at no. all? No. Okay, good. <laughs> If anything, I, yeah, I was probably just so consumed with my own, oh, yeah. whatever I was stressed about, right. you know, I mean, and I just didn't even remember yeah. unless, yeah, I, I feel like I remember when you guys were reactive, but yeah. you typically were good at yeah. keeping, remaining calm, kind of even if you were boiling. Right. <laughs> I'm one of those like, stay calm, stay oh, calm, I stay know. calm. And then all of a sudden gets to a point where it's just yeah. like, okay. Well, me and Daniel talk about that. We're like, <laughs> you always remember the times that dad got mad because it was, yeah, it was out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's only a few times, <laughs> right, you know, right, it's right. like, just because we'd be like, what? what? Dad just, dad just cussed. Where you cussed one time in our lives or something. We were like, dad, remember that time dad cussed? We're like, still bring it up. <laughs> it's like, yes, That's he's hilarious. not perfect. <laughs> We would always be like, well, dad cussed that one time. That's funny. <laughs> um, all right. What about, what were some of the challenges growing up in our family that you faced that you feel like you had to kind of overcome? Challenges. Hmm. 
specific to like our family, not just, you know, yeah. things that everybody has to yeah. face. But Well, I mean, your position as a youth pastor within the church and being a PCLC, you know, teacher. Mm -hmm. I PCLC think is a, the is a program. Christian yeah. Parkview Center. Christian Learning Center is a program that we did that we taught elective Bible classes for public high school students. Yeah. So obviously I thought that was fantastic. I loved, I always loved that you were in those positions. I thought it was super cool. Like when I was younger, like I think, mm -hmm. you know, elementary school growing up, cause I got to be a part of yeah, those instances. I kind of felt like I had it in, like yeah. I was cool. Like I felt like special right. because I had this really cool dad who yeah, was yeah. this leader that everyone looked up to and, you know, and everyone had great feedback about him. Like I didn't have this weird parent yeah. or whatever. You know, I just thought I had the coolest dad. And right, right. So I felt that, but then I think maybe once I got a little bit older and into high school where I'm in a public school now, you know, I'm kind of becoming my own person and just, you know, learning who I am and where I am in the world. And I think it was a bit challenging to kind of be held to a certain standard. I think mm -hmm. there was a little bit of, I was held at a higher standard. I mm -hmm. think, you know, all eyes were on me in some instances where I just yeah. felt like there was more pressure to be a certain person as your daughter. You right, know, right. maybe, you know, she has to be this perfect mold mm -hmm. to kind of follow in his footsteps. And mm -hmm. I just wasn't really... I didn't really know what I wanted to do, you know, yeah. and, and I think our personalities were a bit different. I mean, we have a lot of similarities, but I'm not, especially at that point in my life, I was what, 15, 16, like right. I'm not really adult enough to really know what I need to do or what I'm yeah. going to be doing. So I think, yeah. you know, I was trying to figure out which friends I wanted to have and, you know, what is life like outside of, just the church you know do i have can mm -hmm. i make friends at school too and then right. how do they view me am i good enough there and then am i still good enough at church you know and so i think i felt this kind of push and pull mm -hmm. um between everett's daughter and between lauren bracken mm -hmm. you know just being known as me yeah so i think it's been a little bit easier now as an adult you know you realize those that it doesn't matter as much as you think it does yeah and it's really no one's fault, you know, it's just kind of the circumstance right. and the way that well, the I mean, environment is. Yeah, and mom and I, you know, were aware of that, you know, we we had people talk to us that had been in positions like us and their kids were older and they, you know, gave us advice to say, hey, you know, your kids are going to face undue pressure and, mm -hmm. you know, it you've got to be aware of that and try to, you know, and so we were thinking about that as you guys were younger and trying to make oh, really? sure, yeah, like we didn't want to, you know, we didn't want you to feel like, oh, I've got to be super involved in the church or I've got to do this or that or that. You know, we wanted it to be your your choice in a lot of ways, you know, like when you were involved with the kids' plays and stuff like yeah. that. Like we didn't want to push you to do that or to, you know, but on the other hand, you know, for, for me just personally, you and I are both like this. Like we're thinking about what are other people thinking oh, about absolutely, us. Yeah. And so if I see my daughter acting up and other people are watching, 
it affects me in some kind of way, mm -hmm. you know, and I want to be like, Lauren, stop. These people are looking, yeah. which is terrible because then that puts that, like we're talking about, it puts that pressure on you, yeah. you know, and so it's, it's tough. You know, it's hard when you're, you know, for us as parents, but then, man, I just think about like you having to grow up in that environment and that's just a challenge. I was probably acting up, quote unquote, and I just want to preface for the viewers, it's not like I did anything too crazy, but right, right. our listeners, not viewers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, I wasn't maybe this quiet, you know, mold of what maybe you guys wanted me to be in certain instances. And I think, well, I wouldn't say that. Okay. Well, that's, that, I guess that's from my perspective. <laughs> right. That's like, how, that's how I viewed it. Yes. And I think I may have resented, I got to a point where I was like, I'm so annoyed mm -hmm. that people want me to be like this type mm -hmm. of way. And it, it does sound so stereotypical. Like yeah. that's like any movie you see, but right. it is, I mean, it's true. There's a oh, reason yeah. that's a stereotype and the reason that that happens because you just get so annoyed of like, I'm never going to be good enough for these people. Yeah. So, okay, well, I don't care then, you know? Yeah. And there are times that I had that mindset, but then I would, you know, the next week flip and be like, I've got to be perfect. I yeah, mean, it was just right. a constant, like, who am I? What right. am I doing? And I think that was hard. I think when I went to college, I realized that like, I don't really like know who I am. I mean, everyone mm -hmm. feels that way, but I just hadn't felt a consistent, um, like self-awareness mm -hmm. for a while. So I think a lot of that just comes with age and yeah. learning and well, experiences. And you but, had a, you had one foot in this one world yeah and then you had another foot at you know at a public school where you right. have a lot of different and... friends different you know there's a lot of diversity at your yeah. school and not just race but you know spirituality religion right you know socioeconomic i mean a lot of diversity and so you had that world where you're seeing all kinds of stuff then you have this other world that you're immersed in mm -hmm. that in a lot of ways is in conflict with that yeah Let's take a little fun break, Lauren. You want to? Yes. <laughs> Let's. I want to see how well you know the eighties, the 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 decade that your mom and dad were teenagers. Okay. All right. So I'm going to tell you the names of uh, some eighties movies, and you just tell me what you think it's about oh, based on the name. Okay. Okay. Um, hang on here. All right. The first movie was called Mannequin. Um, it's about a teenage boy who falls in love with a mannequin at the local mall. What? Is that right? <laughs> Basically. Oh my God, I'm not kidding. <laughs> but the mannequin, I literally made that up. The mannequin like, becomes a, a person. It's, it's a very corny movie. but oh, it's like a sci-fi? No. Wait, what? It's like a love story, but the guy falls in love with a mannequin. And I haven't seen this How in a long time. How does the mannequin become a person? But the mannequin, well, it's just, you know, magic. Well, that's what magic. I'm saying, like sci-fi. Like... Well, yeah, but not really like sci-fi. Oh, like okay. The yeah, Matrix I mean, that's not the right word. Yeah. But yes, you're right. It's it's movie Dang. magic. Okay. Good Got job. It. All right. Here's the second one. Okay. Full Metal Jacket. Um, I feel like this has something to do with punk rock guy okay and he's finds this jacket mm -hmm. in his aunt's attic <laughs> okay <laughs> and 
is like this is this is some this is a pretty cool jacket whatever just puts uh -huh. it on starts wearing it goes to band practice and all of a sudden he can just play dang really great and sing really great okay that is not what the movie is about okay. but i want to see the movie you just described pretty cool right that would be awesome <laughs> Full Metal Jacket was a uh, very gnarly um, war movie. All right. St. Elmo's Fire. Oh, gosh. I, I don't even know where to begin with this. Big <laughs> well, Street is a fire. <laughs> okay. Is Elmo on Big Street? Am I, am I... Big Street is not oh, anything. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> to cut this. I think you mean Sesame, Sesame Street, Street and with Big, Big Bird. Bird. All right, this is just setting me up for failure. <laughs> okay, uh, actually, I don't. I don't even remember what "Say Elbows Say Fire" Elmo's. is about. Well, just then why know, did you put that in there? Just know it was a movie in the eighties. All right, <laughs> Scarface. Oh yeah, you know that one. This is about gangs. Yes, gangsters. The mob. Yeah, the mob. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I should definitely know that. I mean, All it's a right. really popular one, right? This one, yeah, absolutely. Um, Al Pacino. I don't think I've seen it though. Um, you should watch it. It's pretty cool. Okay. You know, have you heard the the phrase where he says, "Say hello to my little yes, friends." Of course, that of comes course. from that. Okay, okay. All right. This one, you pr you might get this one. Field of Dreams. Mm. No. Okay. No. Am I supposed to still guess what it's about? Yeah. yeah. Take a guess. Um, Field of Dreams. Mm-hmm. Oh. There's drawing a blank, huh? Yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. It's a this baseball one. movie. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. If you build it, they will come. Have you ever heard that phrase? No, uh, it was the phrase from the movie about this guy that basically gave up everything with his farm and money. I mean, you know, everything he could to build a, a baseball field out in the middle of nowhere, like Iowa, that just big farmland. Okay. And it's just kind of like a, you know, something told him, if you build it, they will come. So he, he built it, and then, like, these dead players from the past come back to have a game. But, uh, it, you know, there's, there's a, it's, it's about his dad and, you know, their relationship and stuff, too. But it's a great movie. Okay. You should watch it. It, it holds up over time. It's from the 80s, 1989, but you'd still like it. Okay. All right. I'm going to name four pop artists from the 80s, but only three of them are actually pop artists. You got to tell me which of the four is made up. Wait, you said only one is correct? Uh, no, only one. One is wrong. Oh. Three are correct. Okay. And one is wrong. Okay. okay? Here they are. Dire Straits, Death Hamster, Aha, and Tears for Fears. Death Hamster. Incorrect. How do you know that? Because I know you're trying to do Death Leopard. <laughs> right? <laughs> Good job, Lord. Also, like, what kind of name is that? <laughs> <laughs> Dang. That was a pretty bad job. That was a bad job by me. All right. You underestimate me here. <laughs> All right, Lauren, what do you think parachute pants are? Oh, I know what these are. Okay. They're these baggy, 
I mean, they're tight at the top, they're really baggy, and then tight at the bottom, right? Well, not necessarily. Parachute pants were more... And there's two different colors. The material oh. that they were made was more like a like a parachute. You know the parachute yeah. material, like that yeah. nylon kind of... It was more like that. Oh, the material. But weren't they like actually they baggy? were No, they were actually pretty tight, at least. Oh. Yeah, at least when I was wearing them. But like later on, like MC Hammer, I think that was more like early early nineties. Yeah, you know, and they hard started having the really baggy pants and stuff. But those are a little different. Okay, well maybe those will make a comeback in twenty twenty three. Can you name a classic video game from the eighties, Lauren? Mm, Mario. Not Mario. I'm so sorry. Wait. Mario is later. That's not eighties. Oh. Uh. What were there like two video games? <laughs> there were a few more than Pac-Man. two. Pac Man. Pac Man. There you go. There Good go. job. Okay. All right. Last thing here. I'm going to say uh, a couple slang terms, okay. but you got to finish the phrase or the term. Okay. This came from a commercial. Where's the blank? I mean, that's just so vague. Yep. What? It was a commercial. Okay. I'll give you a hint. Yeah. I need it was a else. Wendy's commercial wendy's you know the restaurant yeah thank you <laughs> um and it was these two old ladies they got their hamburger how is a slang well this is a phrase it's not not necessarily just slang sorry slang or phrase okay so they got their hamburger they looked at it and then looked up at the person and said where's the blank mm, meat close very good Beef, yep. Where's the okay. beef? Okay. Because they leave their hamburger, and it wasn't at Wendy's. They were somewhere else, and it was just a little bitty hamburger patty. Well, so you know what's saying, funny like, about that is Wendy's has very thin hamburger yeah. patties. Like, right. I, that's what I would think of but, when I think of Wendy's. Well, that's crazy because when in the 80s, you thought, man, this Wendy's burger is really? so big and, like, juicy. Well, maybe and, it's – I just – I haven't had a Wendy's burger in a while, but – Yeah. I always thought of them as pretty thin. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Hmm. All right, now this one, I think you can get it, okay? It's two words. Take a blank blank. Chill bill. Yes. Well, I know that because you used to say that to us, <laughs> specifically me, all the time. I just tried to keep the 80s pop culture alive, Lauren, that's all. Just by... Triggering me, poking the bear even more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Back to the show, Lauren. I've got a few more questions for you, then we'll be done. Okay. Um, so we've kind of talked about how communication was a good thing that you learned in our family and an important part of our family, but what else um, has kind of shaped who you are today? What else about growing up in our family, um, you know, has given you maybe certain values or certain ways of looking at the world, okay. certain ways of treating people or anything like that? Okay. Yeah, I would definitely say being open-minded and just the way of looking at the world. Like, I think, you know, you and mom have done a great job of just being really loving and accepting of Mm -hmm. anyone Mm -hmm. um, and not just closing them off because they have different beliefs or a different way of living or Mm -hmm. um, just a different 
lifestyle or anything, I think that it kind of has just helped me, even though I was raised a certain way and I live in a certain culture, mm-hmm. I'm very just interested and open-minded about the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you can't always find that. So I, I'm grateful that you guys didn't keep me back or hold me back or, you know, instill mm-hmm. that I should not accept others because mm-hmm. they're different. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's one of the things that I really admire about you as an adult is is your ability to kind of relate to anyone and to, you know, you don't just look at someone and say, oh, look at that person. I, I don't want to, you know, interact with them because mm-hmm. they're whatever, you know, that the the types of friends that you made when you were at college, you know, being with all kinds of different people, the, you know, that's just something that's been really cool and, and good for me because, you know, I grew up in an environment that was very sheltered and kind of had this other, you know, this this um, perspective of anybody that's different than we are is kind of the enemy, mm-hmm. you know, um, whether they believe different or acted different or whatever, we, that was them. We, we don't, yeah. we don't associate with them, you know. Let me interject to clarify here that I'm not talking about my family. My family was not like that. It was more the environment that I grew up in. Uh, at the private school that I went to and at my church and those kind of things. And so I know I went, when you were little, I still had a lot of that in me, you know, and really? took me a while That's to kind of so grow out of that. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Like I always, I don't remember ever hearing from you guys. Like we're not going to associate with, mm-hmm. or, you know, Good. talking bad about other people ever. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's really important. Yeah. Well, that's good. Okay. So be honest. Who do you like better, me or mom? (laughs) Nice. Nice try there. (laughs) Uh, Is there anything that you wish we had done differently as a family or even more specifically me, you know, while you were growing up? Mm, That is a tough one. You guys did a pretty dang good job. (laughs) Um. I mean, obviously, no one's perfect, so there's always ways that any family or any person could have done something better, but there's not really a huge thing to me that stands out when you just ask me that. I mean, mm-hmm. if you if I, like, nitpick, I'm sure I could find Were you okay with when things. we slapped you? Oh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> it really taught me <laughs> adversity at a young age. Well, let's talk, let's talk about spankings. Hmm. Okay. What, uh, you know, because my generation. Those are kind of traumatizing. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, I grew up getting spanked and we just assumed as we moved into parenthood that that's what you do. Yeah. And then as you guys started to get a little bit older, you know, we started to go, I don't know how I feel about spanking. You know, by by that time you were already past, you had already gotten all your spankings. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it for sure leaves a mark. No pun intended. (laughs) on you. I mean, I, I can't really remember like if that, if it helped me, yeah. you know, like I can't yeah. remember if I was like, Oh, I'm not going to do that again. Mm-hmm. It probably did, but I just can't remember. I just remember hating, like screaming, crying. Oh yeah. You, you know, are the, you are, uh, I personally probably wouldn't do that Yeah. when I have children, but I'm not like mad at you guys. Right. Right. I, I don't, 
Well, you know, it's pretty traumatic as a parent too, because oh, you're I'm like sure, yeah. hitting someone, yeah. you know? Well, I mean, you and guys had you like love. a little, you know, thin wooden stick. I don't think I got it as bad as probably even you guys got. I mean, I know right. I heard grandpa on mom's side yeah, yeah. take a belt. And yeah. with, I mean, to me, that's next level. Yeah. But yeah. so, I mean, I, that's not something I hold a grudge about. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I didn't love it, obviously, but I'm not really mad about it. Um, but you think probably with your own kids, probably not going to do it? No. I mean, I'll probably hit them. Sure. Give them a few punches. <laughs> right. But not, you no, not toughen them up. Them. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but the rear end is off limits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The face, totally fine. <laughs> Just kidding, by the way, everyone. Um, but yeah, I mean, there might have been a few things that we've kind of already talked about, you know, just that you had to learn mm -hmm. as a first time parent, mm -hmm. just, you know, letting me be more expressive, which I clearly didn't even really notice <laughs> that. Um, but, you know, just as far as your position, kind of navigating the waters with that, I'm sure there were a few things that we could have done different, like just the way that we had communicated when I was in high school. I think, yeah. I think a lot of times both of us just, we kind of, tended to not talk about things yeah, and that kind of created some tension for a while. I right. Think. And so maybe well, it was, it was interesting our relationship because, you know, and I'm sure this is not unique to us, but when you were little, we were really close mm -hmm. and we just, you know, enjoyed, like you said, our Saturday garage sale things and we did all that fun stuff. And then, you know, as you got a little bit older, you started to pull away yeah. and then I wasn't as, you know, I didn't know how to relate to you as well during, you know, a period of your life there. And then, <clears throat> then you're going through, you know, when you're maybe 15, 16 and you're, you know, thinking, you know, you're, you're in a different stage of your life and trying to figure out who you are and you're, you want to have your friends and kind of, you know, not let me know everything that's going on in your life, yeah. you know, which is completely a hundred percent natural in, in the way it should be. But I just remember not really knowing how to handle that. And we always kind of joke and make fun about that time when you were at your friend's house. <laughs> and I was like, "Where?" I, I think you told me you were going somewhere. And I was like, she is not there or something. I knew no, that you were. No, no, no. I was, was there. It? But I think I said, wait, what did I say? I think I said we were playing, we were watching Harry Potter or something. Yeah. And maybe I said it was only girls or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. and there were some boys there. Right. And so you're like, that sounds too yeah, innocent. Just, right, right. And so you pulled on. Pulled up I the think we were, Yeah, we were hanging out by the pool. That's what it was. So yep. you were clear as day pulling up <laughs> and I just next to the pool. Pulled right up to the house. Slowly. And everyone's like, Man, is someone creeping up outside of the fence? <laughs> and sure, <laughs> sure is. It was my dad in the Honda Accord. not. Not slick at all. <laughs> it's just, I'm glad we can joke about it now because yeah, back yeah. then I was like, oh, I hate him for doing yeah, that. What and, is he doing? But of course, I mean, that's natural. You are curious, I'm sure. And mom always says, you're going to be doing the exact same thing, <laughs> yes, if not you worse. Are. You are. <laughs> and I can guarantee you I will. So, I mean, I don't blame you. And <laughs> Well, it is, you know, looking back on now, like, what was I going to do? Like, right. like if oh, I saw you doing something that yeah. well, I didn't approve of, was I going to like go over there and yank you out of there? You know, it's I wasn't going to do that. Maybe because you just were going to know, like, yeah, and know that I was lying. Right. I, mean, I think that's what it was. Is I didn't part. want you to think you could pull something. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, over on me. Like, right. I, you know, if you're going to lie, if you're going to tell me you're doing this, 
and you're not, I'm going to find out, you know. Which I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you guys cared enough. Right. You know, I mean, there's so many parents, so many of my friends that I was actually jealous of yeah. back then because their parents didn't care or they allowed them maybe to, they were a little less strict. Yeah. And I was so jealous of that. And, you know, not saying that they had a bad situation, but I kind of am glad that you guys yeah. cared about my well-being, I guess. Or you just, right. you know, you wanted to know, again, not saying that their parents didn't care about my right, well-being, right. but like looking back from my perspective as an adult now, I'm like, oh, that they were doing that because yeah. they wanted to make sure I was not doing anything crazy. Yeah. Which you never did. Never. Like you didn't have Perfect. a party at our house one weekend when we were gone. Oh my gosh. Really have to <laughs> call me out like that. <laughs> All right. So um, we've talked about a lot, Lauren, and you've been awesome. You know, our relationship has changed. And as I was saying, you know, we had that period when you were young and, yeah. and we were close. And then as you got older, we kind of, you know, grew a little more distant then you went off to college mm -hmm. and then I think, you know, you got some perspective mm -hmm. and, you know, I think actually having the physical distance, yeah. you know, helped Definitely. Um, and, you know, made us miss each other more and appreciate each other more. Mm -hmm. And then it seems like, you know, kind of once you graduated college and uh, you and I started to kind of get closer again. And, and I feel like you and I now are, are, really close yeah and i love our relationship you yeah. know and i think it's Ditto. really cool that you and i can just have conversations mm -hmm. you know and i know mom probably gets jealous sometimes because <laughs> when she's out it's just you and me and we have these great conversations and tell her about it and she's like oh i missed it yeah i want to be there for that um but you know i think when i when if you had asked me when i was 24 and you were just born if you could look into the future when you're 52, what would you want your relationship to be like? And, mm -hmm. and I would describe it like it is. Oh, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I think it's what, you know, what all parents want is to be close to their kids. And if their kids are older and you're proud of them, you're proud of the choices they make, you're proud of the way they're living their life, you're proud of, you know, who they are. But on top of that, they like to spend time with you and you like to spend time with them. Yeah. I mean, that, that's just amazing. That's the best <laughs> it could be, you know? Wow. Well, that's, that's really special for you to say that. And, and to hear that, of course, it, you know, as a kid, you want to hear that your parents are proud of you mm -hmm. and that they like you as a person, not mm -hmm. just, Oh, I have to like you because right. you're my daughter. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel the same way. I think our relationship has really blossomed over the years and, we've been able to find like such common ground, like in our personalities and just the way that we mm -hmm. see the world and bounce, you know, ideas off of each other and just hang out. We can, you know, just be a lot more comfortable and honest and open. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, we kind of had to just go through those regular yeah. phases of life. And I'm just glad that that wasn't a permanent yeah. time period. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I always know how lucky I am to have, you as my dad I mean all my friends have always told me and there might have been times where I'm like oh like, he's not that cool guys like you don't know him like I do exactly. he doesn't you know stalk you at your parties okay <laughs> but no it's like 
they're right. You know, I have such a great and awesome dad. So well, thank you, sweetie. Of course. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And thank you for everyone who has subscribed and uh, shared the episodes, maybe given us a rating somewhere. Uh, if you have interacted with us on Facebook or Instagram, I'm just really grateful and appreciate all the love. And um, I will be back next week with episode four. And I think you're going to like it as well. <laughs>